welcome to the IOD's Director's Briefing Podcast. This podcast is produced by the IOD's Policy Unit and provides timely updates, insights and commentary on the key issues of the day impacting business leaders. Hello and welcome to this episode of the Director's Briefing Podcast brought to you by the IOD's policy team. My name is Hugo Lee, the IOD's media and comms lead, and today I'm joined by colleagues Alex Hall-Chen, a senior policy advisor covering sustainability policy, and Kitty Usher, our chief economist. Welcome to you both. Hello. Hi. Um, Alex, we've just published a policy paper entitled Help to Green, which provides a number of recommendations to government on how we can support and incentivize businesses Um, and particularly smaller businesses, to reduce their carbon emissions and ultimately help to meet the country's 2050 net zero target. Before we look at the specific detail of those recommendations, could I ask you to set out the situation as you see it? What is the appetite um, amongst SMEs to address this issue? Uh, What are the obstacles that SMEs face in achieving net zero? Yeah, so we're actually seeing a really strong appetite among all businesses, including SMEs, to achieve net zero. Our policy voice polling last year found that 80% of members agree that it's important for their business to operate in an environmentally sustainable way. And almost 60% of our members told us that COP26 motivated them to reduce their business's carbon footprint. We also know that about a quarter of members saw climate change as the top three most important issue for the government to address in order to support business in 2022. So there's definitely significant desire among businesses to do the right thing when it comes to climate change. At the same time, though, we know that there is a big gap between the number of business leaders who want their organisations to operate more sustainably and the numbers of businesses with concrete plans in place to move towards net zero, with only 28% of directors telling us that their organisations measure their carbon footprint and 26% having a well-worked-out plan to reduce their carbon emissions. So we think there are three main obstacles underlying this gap. The first is a lack of practical feasibility. This might, for example, be due to existing tenancy agreements or technology systems or landlords not providing carbon footprint information. The second is upfront or ongoing costs and a lack of access to external finance or grants to support net zero actions. External pressures like COVID, Brexit and record inflation can make the outlay required for the net zero transition difficult, particularly for SMEs. And third, simply a lack of awareness around how to make progress. Only one in four directors told us that they fully understand how their organisations can lower their carbon footprint and achieve net zero. So overcoming these barriers to meet the UK's net zero by 2050 target will require significant support from government, as well as collaboration between government and business. Thanks, Alex. Kitty, in the policy paper, we recommend that government should be explicit that it wants every business to achieve net zero in its operations. However, the key question is, how should government incentivise businesses to achieve that goal? That is uh, the core question. And as we've just heard, um, there is an issue of resources, but not just financial resources. It's often uh, bandwidth on the part of uh, management teams, uh, board leaders of a smaller business. Um, So it's not that they don't want to, but they haven't done it yet. And so our core recommendation is that there should be 
a, a pretty big incentive uh, for businesses uh, to really take this seriously. And we're recommending that firms that achieve net zero should actually pay a lower rate of corporation tax uh, than other firms. So that immediately aligns the incentive uh, of the business uh, with the incentive of the economy as a whole and society as a whole. And it, it basically says you can keep more of your profits if your firm is net zero. Now, it's important to say that this is the type of uh, recommendation that we think will have the desired impact. Uh, it will suddenly give a really good reason uh, for addressing uh, carbon emissions to be absolutely at the forefront uh, of what businesses are, are planning uh, to do. But we're not specific about the timings, uh, about when it should come into force. Um, and we're even not specific about the precise rate uh, or whether it should be a reduction in corporation tax for those that do, or perhaps over time, uh, a raise in corporation tax compared to the others for those that don't. Those, th th those kind of choices are for policymakers to make. Our main point is that there needs to be a very strong incentive uh, for businesses to really focus uh, on what they need to do and that it's in all of our interests for that to happen. Thanks, Kitty. I can see how that will incentivize incentivize businesses to take action and start the process quicker than they might have done otherwise. However, I suppose the question, the next question is, how would we monitor and certify whether a company has achieved net zero? Would companies self-certify, self for example? Um, and if so, does that not leave it open to fraud? Well, right from the outset, the important thing is that firms need to know um, the carbon impact of their operations. So they need to be able to uh, measure uh, their, their carbon impact. And so uh, we need uh, an enormous amount of investment into having a common metric, which has begun, um, but is in no way sort of uh, settled th throughout the economy. What we're proposing is that in due course, and we're talking very much the medium term here, carbon accounting will in effect be treated in the same way as financial accounting, uh, normal accountancy practice currently is. So in a nutshell, at the moment, it is a legal requirement um, for business uh, managers and owners and uh, directors, companies in effect, um, to uh, monitor their financial transactions, to uh, pay the, the required amount of corporation tax. Now, smaller firms would typically employ an accountant uh, to do so. Uh, larger firms, for larger firms, their accounts would need to be uh, audited as they are at the moment. And what we're effectively saying is that that entire process needs also to be done for carbon inputs and outputs so that firms can say, just as they say, this is our taxable profit and therefore we're paying this amount of tax. They'll say, well, this is our um, carbon impact and therefore the correct corporation tax rate for us uh, is the lower one uh, if they've met their net, net zero commitment. So why we like this recommendation is in effect, it's just replicating a system that everybody already knows. So just as you have to keep records of financial accounts, you'd have to keep records of your carbon accounts, just as it's illegal to make a fraudulent 
declaration of taxable profits at the moment for your finances, it would be illegal to uh, pay the uh, incorrect rate of corporation tax based on your uh, carbon uh, position uh, as well. And so whilst there would be a huge amount of investment needed to get to that stage, notably um, in the accountancy uh, profession, and to have the skills to be able to do this type of tracking. Um, it has already begun. And once we get to that position, it will feel very intuitive uh, for finance directors, regardless of the size of their company. Thanks, Kitty. That's clear. Um, Alex, turning back to you. So in, in addition to the need to incentivize action, for many SMEs, business, um, for many SMEs, the lack of guidance and support is a key barrier. What do you think um, the government needs to do in this space to enable businesses to reduce their carbon footprint? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, so interestingly, when we ask members what measures they feel would be most useful in assisting SMEs to address climate change, half cited more guidance and advice from government. And about 44% said that they want education and training programs to achieve net zero. We have seen good progress from government in the creation of the SME Climate Hub, which is full of tools, resources, and case studies to support SMEs in transitioning to net zero. It includes information on setting targets, measuring and reporting emissions, and reducing emissions. However, we do think that more needs to be done. We think that the government should undertake its own assessment of the suitability of the support available for firms to become net zero. A number of initiatives do already exist across the public and private sectors to provide knowledge and support to smaller firms seeking help to reduce their carbon footprint. But there may need to be um, additional measures, such as the development of a recognised kite mark scheme for companies to signal their progress on the path to net zero, new professional pathways for zero carbon advisors, and action to fill reporting gaps, such as a requirement for applicable commercial landlords to inform SME tenants of the carbon impact of their building use. We think the measures like these can help to bridge that gap between willingness and action that we spoke about earlier. Well, thank you both for joining me to discuss these new proposals. Uh, clearly, we will be engaging directly with government and other stakeholders in the coming weeks to push for their adoption. Um, and if you'd like to read more detail, you can download the full paper from the news pages of the, the IOD's website, uh, a link to which is included in this description of, the, of this podcast. Um, and I will also include a link to the UK government's SME Climate Hub that Alex has just referred to. Thank you very much. We hope that you have enjoyed this Director's Briefing podcast. Please do subscribe to our channel to ensure that you are kept up to date on our future podcasts. You can find more information about our work on our website at iod.com forward slash news and on our LinkedIn and Twitter profiles. You can also contact us directly via policy hyphen unit at iod.com. Mm-hmm.